Hey, this is the last of a four-part series on prayer, and I didn't even know how to wrap it up. I know I said I was going to talk about what the Bible says about prayer, but I just didn't want it to sound like a Bible study or like I was trying to preach or like Charlie Brown's teacher. I just wanted it to be fun and interested and good. And what the cool part is, is that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, Jesus tells his disciples, your father knows what you need before you ask him. And this is just one of those cases where it all worked out. Hi, everybody. I am Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares. I wanted to have a little bit of fun with it and not just read a bunch of Bible verses. So I started looking up prayer on the internet, which, you know, that's certainly a safe place to go looking for stuff. But I will tell you, I did find a really fun article and it was Joe Carter's nine things you should know about prayer. I don't even know who Joe Carter is, but I will tell you the list was kind of cool and interesting and whether it's solid or factual, I'm not sure, but even if it's in the general idea, I think it's cool. Like 650 listed prayers in the Bible, 450 recorded answers. In Genesis 4:26, it says people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So they're saying that might be like the first ways that people prayed. It is recorded 25 times that Jesus prayed in the Bible. 41 times Paul mentions prayers. I liked that it gave um, five postures of prayer, sitting, standing, kneeling, face to the ground, lifted hands up. I was cracking up because I suppose that's true, but I find myself praying in the shower, praying, and I've heard other people say that too, so don't make fun of me, or or do, because, you know, we judge. It's just human nature. I pray when I'm walking, and if I'm feeling extra fit, I do a little jog. Never, In fact, that's how I started off my little running career. And it's a pathetic career. So don't even look it up because you'll never find me in any kind of record books because I am slow. But I thought I don't want to get like diet and exercise to become my idol. And so being all Jesus freaky, I thought maybe if I like created a playlist and started to run and with prayer in mind, it wouldn't be so hard. And honestly, it wasn't hard. It, I mean, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. Running is hard, but it made the time go fast and not my legs. <laughs> Come on. That's kind of funny, but it did, but it did help time to go by and it felt really good 
to pray. So just, you know, there's lots of ways you can pray. In the car is another good one. Um, we already talked about how Jesus taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. Joe Carter also mentioned that. This one is really where it all started. Like, okay, now I've got a cool idea, but it's set, but it's weird. This is so weird. Look up Numbers 522. It's so strange. It's like this super crazy test that they would do to see if a woman committed adultery. I mean, these are one of the things, one of the verses that like the Bible gets made fun of for because it is just weird Old Testament historical weirdness. And I mean, there's a lot of weirdness in our world. And that's kind of what I think the Bible sometimes wants to prove. Like, hey, it's not just sunshine and rainbows and, and beauty. Like the Bible is full of weird, twisted, crazy, earthly brokenness, and we just need to embrace it. However, at the end, like they say something and then the woman is supposed to say amen or so be it. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so strange. I can't wait to be like, Jesus, what is this part all about? So anyways, from there, I actually looked up the meaning to amen. And guess what? Let it be. I was like, are you kidding me? And then you start thinking about let it be and the lyrics to let it be. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. I know, right? It sounds, if, if you listen to let it be, it sounds totally like a religious song. And I almost need to pull up the lyrics to let it be right now because Seriously, it does. And the interesting part about it is it truly isn't necessarily religious, but it says, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And of course, if you think of Jesus's mother, she for sure would have words of wisdom, right? And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Um, it was actually Paul McCartney's mother, Mary. And he did actually have a dream in which his mother, Mary, was standing right in front of him. And so, um, but the song goes on to say, and when the brokenhearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be parted, there's still a chance that they will see there will be an answer. Let it be. And then, of course, the whole let it be, let it be part. And when the night is cloudy, there's still a light that shines on me. Shine until tomorrow. Let it be. I wake up to the sound of music. Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And now I'm giggling because now every time I hear this, when I hear let it be, my brain's just going to go to amen, you know, and I think if you actually sing it, it makes sense, but I sing really bad. So I'm not going to try to sing this song. I wish I sang good though. And so I told you about when, um, 
I pray at dinner time with my daughter and her husband and my three grandchildren that when we get to the end and say amen, then we start singing the song amen. So much fun. And I just was thinking that this is just so perfect because like amen and the Beatles, like, come on, that's just fun, right? And then I'm like, yes, God knows what you need before you even ask him. Because while I should pray about every single one of these podcasts and what I am saying, I don't always think about it. And I didn't think about praying about, hey, what should I do for this podcast? But I should have like that. Like, seriously, we should. In fact, it's there's so many verses that I could have picked out. But one of them said. Oh, come on, Chris. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. Like, don't stress about it. No matter what, pray and give thanks and just ask God for whatever it is that you need, right? You need an end to a four-part series on a podcast, pray about it. And so I think that is really good. The crazy part is I'm totally going out of order how I wrote all these verses down. So if I repeat one, there's a reason for that. I also like 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. <sighs> Holy smokes, if that were only as easy as it sounds to rejoice always and pray continually, like that would be good to do. And to give thanks in all circumstances, yeah, it's super easy to give thanks when my mom survived COVID and survived 2020. And I got back in to see her in the nursing home. Like that was easy to give thanks, but it was difficult to give thanks when she was diagnosed with COVID and she already has Lewy body's dementia and was not exactly in the best health. So I thought that was a death sentence. And so it was hard to give thanks in circumstances like that. But you do say, thank you, God, for being in control. Thank you for seeing the big picture and knowing the true story and the best for everyone. And so that's sort of how you do it. And, and let's be honest, no matter where you are or what you're doing, there's something to be thankful for. And so I liked, uh, I liked the fact that God knew what I needed before I even asked him. And so here it was, let it be or amen. And amen's the end, right? You know, so if this is the fourth episode of a four-part series, amen is how we should end it. I also am super cracking up because I am recording this ahead of time and 
I happen to be recording this on June 18th. It's Paul McCartney's birthday. I didn't do that on purpose. Is God is my witness. In fact, I knew that it was the week of Paul McCartney's birthday because I have, um, oh, I have that, what is it called? Um, Sirius XM or something, some said radio station thing on my car. I got it for free when I bought my used car and it's about ready to expire. You think I'm going to remember to actually cancel that and then I'm going to end up getting charged for it. But it has the Beatles radio on it. So that's how I knew to look up like, oh, I wonder when Paul McCartney's birthday actually is. It's the day I'm recording this. It's June 18th. However, this episode, I think, is going to air much later than that because I'm real ahead of my game. The really super crazy part is that I'm recording this and it's Paul McCartney's birthday. And I know that the episode is going to air on July 7th. So just for fun, I Google celebrity birthdays on July 7th because I thought, ah, I can make some funny reference, right? You're never going to believe this. Today is Ringo Starr's birthday. So come on, like seriously, God is that funny. Like God's humorous. Like he gets it. He's like, Chris, you're doing this ridiculous episode on prayer and you're trying to use the Beatles and let me just help you out. Yeah. Paul McCartney's birthday and Ringo Starr's birthday all aligning with the stars. Imagine that. Get it? <laughs> Come on. That's funny. John Lennon, imagine. All right. I'm over that. So anyways, amen. I dig it. And I giggled because I also read that in some Christian churches, the there's like the amen corner or the amen section. Um, and I don't know if that's like an actual designated section or if they just sort of call that because that's the um, part of the congregation that's most likely to call out amen in response to points in a preacher's sermon pretty sure you don't find that in the Lutheran church. Like I would love it. I would dig it. Or even in like Catholic churches, I would even say like Methodist, like Protestant, probably not so much, but you probably see that in some Baptist churches or some non-denoms kind, you know, the raise your hand to the Lord kind of stuff. I dig that. I love visiting other churches. I could worship just about anywhere because I just love Jesus. And so as long as you're worshiping a risen Lord Jesus Christ, I'm right there with you. Uncomfortable sometimes, clearly, when somebody does something way different than you're not used to. But on the other hand, cool. Love that kind of amen kind of stuff. So um, on that note, I did promise everyone that there would be some what the Bible says, some Bible verses. So I'm not going to renege on that promise. Um, here's some of the ones that I found 
to be valuable for me, but look it up. Look at so many. There's so many good ones. Um, and Old Testament and New Testament. And so we worship this God who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. How do you explain it? You can't. It is who God is, and it's amazing. But it is the God who created everything. And when it was broken, said, boy, if I just come down and pay the price and fix it, then then the people I made will be in communion with me again. And so thus is God the Son, who is Jesus. And so not separate from God, but, but God in human form and explained as the son so that we could understand it. That, I I mean, listen to me trying to explain this. I, I can't, it's truly almighty and divine and amazing. But then the Holy Spirit part is Jesus dies and resurrects comes back and he lives on earth for another 40 days and then he ascends to heaven. He doesn't die. He ascends and he is still living, but he leaves his Holy Spirit, which to me, it's like saying, Hey, yeah, I'm God and I can be everywhere at all times, but it would be bizarre if I was like cloned and in the physical appearance. So I will be with you in spirit. I don't know. That's another weird way to explain it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Again, like research and, and do your homework because there's way more to it. I'm just telling you the fun, easy, crisp, Baki style of, hey, this is how I explain it in my head. So my real point to that And yet that was another drink of water. The real point to that is Old Testament and New Testament. So before Christ came to earth and after Christ was on earth and after Christ ascended to heaven, the Bible talks about prayer. So Jeremiah 29, 12, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. That's the part I dig is that Christ and, and and God, one and the same, listens to us. First John 5, 14 through 15. So this would be post-crucifixion and resurrection and ascension. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Yeah, the key in that is according to his will. It's pretty hard as humans to be in the will of God, but it does happen. And if we work at it and we work at the relationship that we have and we work at the relationship we have with other people, we can be in the will of God. And so there's confidence in approaching God. And that that was really foreign to people because for the longest time, there was all these rules about 
prayer and sacrifice and things like that. And so to be able to approach God directly is priceless. It is truly a blessing and a gift to be able to do that. And that's just the beauty of who our God is. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Boy, that sounds like a broken earth. That sounds like 2020 in a nutshell, doesn't it? And so, yeah, and I know it's 2021, but still just the last year of craziness that we have had. And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, sometimes if we just humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways, it's just so easy to be wicked. And I'm not even making an excuse, but ugh, what a life we live in, what a world we live in. And so we just have to turn from that. Also, Ephesians 6.18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Love God, love people, two rules, and this is a good one, pray for other people. I also love this one because pray for people. How about this? Matthew 5, 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Whoa, I've done it and it's not easy. Uh, I don't really want to pray for people that make fun of me or that I consider an enemy. I don't really think I can consider anyone an enemy. I kind of do love the world and everybody in it because I want everybody to like me back. But there have definitely been people who don't like me or make fun of me or just are mean in general. And so sometimes you have to pray for people like that. And when you do, it is life-changing. And sometimes, ironically, it changes my life and not theirs. I love that God gives us um, any reason to come to him and pray. James 5.13, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Um, singing a hymn is certainly a form of worship and prayer. And pray when you're happy. And pray when you're sad and pray when, when you're in trouble. Um, we do tend to pray when we're in trouble. That's for sure. But we can pray when we're happy too. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Faithful in prayer, like pray often, like pray every day, more than once even, like being faithful to prayer is a habit like drinking more water or walking or exercising, which walking is exercising, but you know, like maybe you're a CrossFitter. Who does that? 
Like that is like the craziest thing in the world, but that's a whole different podcast. So if you are a CrossFitter, you are amazing. So being faithful in prayer. And sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. Romans 8, 26 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. There are moments in time when all you can say is, oh my God, or Jesus, help me. And you don't have the words. The Holy Spirit does have the words. God himself intervenes and will will pray on your behalf. You just have to say, I don't, I, I'm here. I don't even know what to say. And the spirit will intercede. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The other part that I love is like all the different translations. Sorry, my brain couldn't come up with that word. That happens sometimes. <laughs> so instead of editing it out, I just let you see how crazy I am. And hopefully you'll still listen anyways. But truly, the translations always shed just a little bit of a different light on it and, and take it from a different perspective, a, a different perspective based on the language that is used. And sometimes the word doesn't change the meaning, but but help somebody understand it just a little bit better. And I think that I have said this, and I'll probably say it many more times in my long podcast life, is that God's word is living and breathing. And so to me, it is like any of you who are listening to this podcast, you are the chosen few. And I say few because probably is only a few people, but you are the ones that God led to listen to it. Whether you are my sister or my other family members or a friend that is listening out of pity. I love you. You are my tribe. Thank you. But if you don't even know who I am, God has chosen you to listen to this for a reason. And just like when we read the Bible, God speaks to us in his word and he speaks to us through people and he speaks through us through a wide variety of ways and messages and signs and dreams and all kinds of things, all kinds of crazy things that sometimes we don't even want to admit that that could be godly because it's too weird for us to understand. But I think God is just crazy in love with us and so in tune with our weirdness that he'll use weird ways to help us understand. And so these translations of the Bible sometimes really make a huge difference. And so in Proverbs 15, 8, um, there's a translation of that called The Message. And it's Eugene Peterson who actually wrote The Message. And sometimes theologians get a little stressed out because they're like, oh, he took like creative liberty. Yeah, he probably did. But the, the point is still there and it still gets God's 
message across, thus the name. And it just says it in language we can totally understand. And so Proverbs 15, 8 says, God can't stand pious poses, but he delights in genuine prayers. And I think the NIV says something about like, he doesn't want your sacrifice. He wants your prayer. And so he delights in genuine prayer. And if the genuine prayer is just, hey, God, here's where I'm at today. Just wanted to shout out and recognize that you are God and I am not. And I am powerless and I need you in my life. Yay. And then amen. Good stuff, right? And so he doesn't need us to be all pious standing in church and being all fancy, but he, he delights in genuine prayers. And so that's how I will wrap it up today is about a little story about genuine prayer. What excites me about this story is that it's a story about my mom and in episode one, I shared that I've always known Jesus because I grew up in a family where my mom and dad were Christians and we always, we went to church and I never knew any other way than life as a Christian. And my mom absolutely taught me to pray. And so sharing a story about her and a prayer of hers just brings it all together. And so, and what I, and I'm just going to rewind and go back to the future for a minute is she taught me prayer. And now today she is in a nursing home. She suffers from Lewy body's dementia and is 2020 was rough. She got COVID and got real sick and survived it all. And I can tell, and it's just so much fun when I go see her. And even though she's not super verbal, sometimes she says some pretty lucid things. And those moments when an I love you come out, oh, you just want to bottle that up. But sometimes I take um, her devotion that she read and was um, wrote lots of notes. And sometimes I take that to her and I read it to her. And I pray with her. And so, you know, it comes full circle, doesn't it? And so it's fun to wrap this up with um, how my mom taught me to pray and a prayer that shows how God hears us and answers prayers. And it's just one of those really cool stories. And so my dad was a Marine. And when he would have to go on maneuvers, you know, it meant that he would be away for a long period of time. And so my mom had four boys at the time, and I'm not sure if my sister was born yet or not, but she for sure had four boys and it was, um, they were all pretty close in age. And so if, like if my brother John was seven, then Fritz was six and Rob was five and Eric was three. And so I have no idea what age they were, but old enough to ask when dad is coming home. And so my dad was scheduled to come home 
in April and they lived in Virginia. And so my mom knew that they wouldn't understand a date. Plus she didn't have an absolute specific date. She just knew that it would probably be somewhere in the first week of April. And so she, just in case it went a little bit longer, she thought the best way to tell them when dad was coming home would be by the cherry blossom tree. Because typically that would bloom in like sometime, sometime in April, you know, mid April, maybe late April. And she thought that was a really safe bet. And so it was starting to get to be April and it was also starting to get unusually hot, which clearly meant that the trees could blossom early and everybody's tree in the neighborhood started to blossom. And my mom thought, what in the world am I going to do? I have four little boys that are desperate for their dad. And she got a call that says he's not coming home for like, like he was delayed for like two or three weeks. And she's like, the tree is clearly going to blossom and my babies are going to be sad. And then that's just going to be hard for me. And she's like, Oh dear God, what am I going to do? And you know, is it even reasonable to say, don't let my tree bl blossom? Well, it is because guess what? Every single tree on that block blossomed except for my mom's. And the day my dad came home is the day that that tree blossomed. So tell me that that's coincidence. It's not. God hears our prayers. And so I say amen to that and let it be because God is good. I am Chrissy Baki. I'm the hippie Christian who cares. And I hope you keep coming back. So join me next week when I start a new series on family. I am part of a big family and I married into an amazing family and I just love family dynamics and I think there's a ton to talk about and would love to have you join me. Also, give me ideas for this podcast you can email at hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com and subscribe. I would love to have lots of followers enjoying this craziness. Have a great day. I got to go. I got to eat birthday cake with Ringo Starr.